Today on In Grace, we're in Jerusalem to talk about the quest to rebuild the Jewish temple. Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder, Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, as well as the host of In Grace Radio and TV. Today on In Grace, we have a very, very special episode for you as we are wrapping up a new series that we started recently called The Quest to Rebuild the Jewish Temple. Hi, this is Jim Scudder. I'm a pastor at the Quinton Road Baptist Church, Lake Zurich, Illinois, near Chicago. And we traveled to Israel for this series. Actually, we went first to Dallas, Texas, because that is where a rancher had found a perfect red heifer. The rabbis came from Israel and looked at it, and they started to cry, and they were so excited. And they were able to get this red heifer and four others onto an airplane, get all the permissions and all the red tape, and raise the money, thousands of dollars, to fly these cows to Israel. And there they are now, ready to be reexamined when they're two years old, to possibly be the sacrifice of the red heifer. What in the world does all this mean? Well, the Bible says that there needs to be the ashes of a red heifer that will be mixed with water to purify the nation of Israel before they can resume the temple worship, the temple sacrifice. So the Bible predicts that there will be a Jewish temple rebuilt. It is very clearly in the scriptures. And we find that in Revelation, that there's a temple. In the tribulation period, we find that in Thessalonians. Jesus even talks about it. And so we know for sure there is going to be a temple rebuilt, according to the Bible. Bible's never wrong. And then there's also another temple that we read about in Ezekiel, and I believe that's a millennial temple. So we're going to talk through all of these things. We're going to be talking to people that are responsible for bringing these red heifers to Israel, the two main rabbis that are instrumental in orchestrating all of this. I'll be speaking to them in Israel on the Mount of Olives with the Temple Mount behind me. And then we're also talking to people that really want to make this happen. There's a couple that are making harps in Israel. For the first time in 2,000 years, they're making David's harp, and they're making harps for the temple music. And then we also interviewed a gentleman in the, uh, the Dead Sea area. It's near Jericho, and he's growing ancient plants. Uh, some of those are going to be used for the incense of the temple. So all of this and so much more today as we examine the quest to rebuild the Jewish temple. And I'll tell you in just a second how you can get the video series as you're going to hear the audio today, and it's going to be great, but you really might want to see this as well because we have computer animations that show what the temple used to look like and what it will look like. So all of this coming up today here on In Grace, and I'll tell you how to get that in just a second. Just before I do, let me tell you about two things. One, in Grace invites you to Alaska. You've always been dreaming of seeing Alaska. The best way to do it is by a cruise. We're going to be going on a cruise in July. No vaccine requirements, no testing. Now is the time to go. 
And we're going to go on a seven-day cruise on Holland America. My wife, Karen, will be with me. Many of you are have talked to me about coming, and I'm so excited to get to meet you. And also, we're bringing along a creation speaker. His name is Bruce Malone, his wife, Robin, and Majesty Music. If you ever heard of Patch the Pirate, Majesty Music will be along to provide some beautiful music on this cruise in the evenings where I'll be speaking, Bruce will be speaking, and the music. It'll be an amazing time. And you're invited to come along on our Alaska Creation Cruise. To get a free brochure, simply go to our website, ingraceradio.com, ingraceradio.com, and click on travel. And there you'll see our cruise. You'll also see our trips to Israel. And you can also call us at 1-800-78-GRACE to get more information and a free brochure for our Alaska cruise or our trip to Israel. Now, one last thing. Let me tell you about a very special event we're having in about a week at the Quinton Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois. Now, if you live too far to come to this, I understand. We broadcast all over the United States and we stream to many countries. But if you happen to be in the Midwest, let me encourage you to come and see for yourself and hear for yourself the 70th Secretary of State Mike Pompeo. He's a born-again Christian. He's going to be sharing his heart and his vision and all the things that God has allowed him to do with moving the U.S. Embassy to Jerusalem, the Abraham Accords, and other things. And we're just going to sit down and interview him. Now, you can watch all this on live stream if you're too far away. Let me encourage you to definitely put it on the calendar on March 12th. It'll be at 11 o'clock Central Time. You can watch a live stream when you go to ingraceradio.com. But we also invite you to come. No Ticket required to hear him in person. Again, we're in the Chicago area, Quentin Road Baptist Church. Go to ingraceradio.com. We are having a VIP breakfast ahead of time. That will require a ticket if you'd like to meet him in person and get a picture with him and just get to hear his heart. Then let me encourage you to go to our website, ingraceradio.com. Radio.com. Now, how can you get the video series, The Quest to Rebuild the Jewish Temple? Well, we're making it very simple. If you will give a gift of any amount to InGrace to make sure more people hear the gospel through media, let me send you this three-part video series, either DVD or digital download. And I am so thankful for those of you that see the vision, you want to reach the world, you know the answer is Jesus Christ, and you say, I believe in grace, I want to invest in grace. When you do that, more people will hear the gospel, and you're going to get this great, exciting, prophetic three-part video series, The Quest to Rebuild the Jewish Temple. And... If your gift is $35 or more, we're also going to send you a eight-part prophecy video series called Armageddon's Dawn and a four-color prophecy chart. I'd love to hear from you today. Just call us, 800-78-GRACE, or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. In the last two episodes of our In Grace special, The Quest to Rebuild the Jewish Temple, we witnessed five red heifers journey from Texas to Israel. Their arrival was welcomed with joy and singing, and we saw how God instructed Israel to select a perfect red heifer, kill and burn it, and use the ashes mixed with water to purify the nation in anticipation of temple worship. This happened nine times over the centuries, and curiously enough, there's a medieval rabbinical prediction that there will be a total of 10 red heifers. The 10th is predicted to usher in the Messiah. 
Rabbi Hanan Hubietsky, you are very involved in the desire for there to be the third temple. Let's talk a minute about what is the red heifer. The red heifer is written in the book of Numbers 19, and God basically commands us to take a red heifer that has no blemish, that is uh, innocent in the sense that it never had a, a yoke on it, and that it is purely red, no white or black hairs. So uh, once you have this red heifer, you need to go not into the Jerusalem, but actually to the other side, to Mount of Olives. And there, the whole ceremony of the red heifer happens. Now, Moses conducted the first red heifer. And actually, the ashes from the ceremony lasted for over, almost a thousand years, 900 mm. plus years. From one animal. From one uh, red heifer. Mm. Rabbi Saki Memo was part of the group responsible for bringing the Texas red heifers to Israel. We know that the red heifer is not a, it's not a sacrifice. It's a ceremony. It's not a sacrifice. Sacrifice, part going to the God, part going to the priest, part going to the man that bring it. Right. So red, the red heifer, heifer it's, it's not sacrifice. Totally destroyed. It's all of that burn. Burn and became to be ash. Mm -hmm. And this ash, you mixed with live water. And the ash, you spring on unpure people. We are here in the world for a mission. And this ceremony made in Mount of Olive, at the front of the Temple Mount, at the front of the Holy of the Holy, because Mount of Olive is the place that we know that when the Messiah will come, Mount of Olive will separate. Mm -hmm. The way to the temple is Mount of Olive. We believe that God, He has the power to do everything. In His way, He can build the temple from the sky in one minute. Do you think that's in, what He'll in do? In one minute. Is that what you think? But, okay. but we believe that we have a mission and we have the power to build a temple. So we have to, to, to do what we can do. God will give the power. So we start step by step. And the first step is to find a red heifer, because if we are not pure, we cannot get inside to the temple mount. And the temple is the final stop. And we have to walk, and it's hard, and it's difficult, and it's hot and there is bureaucracy, and there is a Muslim that get against us, and there is a Christian against us. But again, look at the beauty, look at a half full mm. glass of water. Mm -hmm. and, and you can see. Yep. There is a great yearning for the temple to be rebuilt, and this longing is growing by the day. Even though there are many roadblocks to rebuilding the temple, the biggest, the Dome of the Rock, many are hoping to overcome the challenges and resume their worship on the Temple Mount. The Bible predicts that the temple will be rebuilt, then desecrated, just as the Greek king Antiochus Epiphanes did. When that happens, the Bible predicts a time of persecution of the Jews greater than the world has ever seen. Many preparations for the third temple are underway. Not only have the red heifers arrived and the sacrifice location on the Mount of Olives been purchased, the priesthood is now being revived. 
By tracing their lineage to Levi and Aaron, a group of priests are currently training to resume the temple worship. Also, on June 7, 1967, an Israeli brigade commander made an announcement that the Jews have been waiting 2,000 years to hear. He said, the Temple Mount is in our hands. Inexplicably, Israel turned around and gave authority of the Temple Mount right back to Jordan. A soldier at the Temple Mount that day was Rabbi Yisrael Ariel. He served with the 55th Paratroopers Brigade, and after capturing the Temple Mount, a Jordanian guide gave them an amazing tour of the Temple Mount site. After showing the Israeli soldiers where the temple would have been and the menorah and the other items, Rabbi Ariel asked the guide why he was telling them all of this. The guide replied, well, we have a tradition from our fathers and they from their fathers that one day the Jews would wage a war and conquer this mountain and rebuild the holy temple. And I assume that you're starting tomorrow. While they didn't start to rebuild the temple the next day, Rabbi Ariel did start an organization called the Temple Institute, dedicated to making exacting preparations for the third temple's rebuilding and resumption of the priesthood and sacrificial system. There's a lot of individuals and organizations that are seeking to rebuild the Jewish temple, but there's none more important than the Temple Institute. I'm gonna walk through this museum and tell you what I've seen. <laughs> that was really amazing. To be able to see in the Temple Institute what they've been working on for all these years, they've done a lot. And the items that they have recreated are beautiful. They're exquisite. And all of them, they say, are designed according to the biblical mandates. For instance, they had in there the musical instruments that were designed and would be used in temple worship, including harps and trumpets and shofars. And it's incredible to see some of the pictures they had of the orchestra of worship in the temple using these incredible instruments. They also had been working very hard on the priestly garments, and they wanted to make sure that they were weaved correctly and the colors were right and they went to great pains to make sure that they were able to color these garments the way that the Bible told them to. One of the most impressive things that I saw was the garb of the high priest. And he had the ephod, the breastplate, with the stones of the tribes. Beautiful, amazing work that they did on that. We also saw the other instruments of the temple worship. Now, one thing that is interesting, when they revealed the Ark of the Covenant, obviously what they have in there isn't the Ark of the Covenant, they made the statement, we know where the Ark of the Covenant is, and when it's time, we will get it and put it into the temple. Now, <laughs> that's pretty incredible. You're listening to In Grace with Jim Scudder Jr. Are you interested in the end times prophecy of the rebuilding of the Jewish temple? Then you need to watch In Grace's new video series, The Quest to Rebuild the Jewish Temple. Jim Scudder Jr. will take you to amazing sites like the Temple Mount, the Dome of the Rock, and the land on the Mount of Olives purchased for the sacrifice of the red heifer. Jim Scudder has exclusive interviews with experts and people involved in rebuilding the temple. This new series will be yours as a thank you for a gift of any amount to In Grace. 
Don't miss this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to witness prophecy being fulfilled before our very eyes and see how all of this impacts our world today. When your gift is $35 or more, Jim Scudder will also send you an incredible eight-part video series called Armageddon's Dawn and a beautiful End Times Prophecy Chart. Don't wait. Get this video series today to order the quest to rebuild the Jewish temple. Call now, 800-78-GRACE, or order on our secure website, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Years ago, my dad and some of the people in our church bought my mom a harp from Israel. At that time, I didn't realize that the harp makers had done something that had made international news. They had made the first David's harp in Israel in 2,000 years. Mika and Shoshona, what a wonderful opportunity is for me to meet you. But uh, you had this, this big fire uh, a year ago or so. There was a huge fire roaring up this valley. And when it got to our place, the wind changed. It just came towards us and just uh, destroyed the place. The, the good thing is nobody got hurt, nobody died. That's incredible. I know. It That's is. incredible, yeah. Yeah. Heart making didn't exist in Israel for 2,000 years, three, you know, a long, long time. And how in the world did you all uh, start this back up again, the, the Harp of David? Okay. <laughs> I know it's a long story, yeah. but well, it's a good okay, one. Okay, so I just felt that I, my harp, my spiritual soul instrument was the harp, mm. but I didn't have one. Mm. So I said to my husband, who was an instrument maker at the time, I said, maybe you can make me a harp. And he said, <laughs> yes, that sounds like a great idea. <laughs> so um, of course, nothing happened for many years. And we traveled through the United States and then we came to Israel. And at a certain moment, we were living in Tiberias. He said, I think I'm ready to make that harp for you. Wow. And so he just took some wood and he was, you know, experimenting really. Around the time that he was doing this, we found a, a book, like a archeology span book. Hmm. And in the book, one of the pictures was a cave in Megiddo, which is known more famously as Armageddon. Mm -hmm and people inhabited it there many thousands of years ago. And on the cave was a picture, like one of those old thousands of year old pictograph things of a, of a harp at Primitive and a man standing next to it. Hmm. And he said, why should I make a harp from somewhere else in the world? I'm gonna make a harp from Israel. And he started using that as a rough uh, diagram. And when he didn't even finish it, it was still in a place we were living um, a woman came by our house, a random, I, we didn't know her, and she knocked on the door and she asked, we had a lemon tree, and she asked if she could pick lemons. So she picked the lemons. And after that, it was very hot. <laughs> and I invited her up to have some water. She sat in the seat. She saw the pieces of wood and she said, what's that? Mm. And he said, oh, it's really nothing. It's just, I'm making a heart for my wife for her birthday. She said, a harp, a harp. I've lived here since 1942 or something. And she said, um, "You're the, there's no harp here. You're bringing back the harp of David. There's no one here making harps. You're actually bringing back the harp of David. 
and we didn't know who she was or how she would have that information. But it turned out she was a, a journalist for the Jerusalem Post, which was the main uh, newspaper at the time. And she wrote an article called The Return of David's Harp. And that article went out all over the world. Did you have an idea that you were doing something so significant when you were building this harp? I realized that this was a, a significant uh, event for the state of Israel since it's the national instrument and it hadn't been seen for 2,000 years. Basically, we took the harp off the willows and okay, uh, so explain that. brought it back. You took the harp off the willows, referring back to the Babylonian there's a, captivity. There's a psalm that says, uh, by the rivers of Babylon, we hung our harps upon the willow trees. And then uh, very soon after that time, the uh, Rob Ariel from the Temple Institute, he got in contact with us and he said, I want you to make harps for um, my museum, which will be coming. At the time, it was a closet, mm -hmm. <laughs> but he had a vision of it and he was going to do it. And that was the first thing that he, when he got donations, first money that he spent was to commission us to make a harp for him for the Temple Institute. Another person in Israel that is doing something that hasn't been done for 2,000 years is Guy Ehrlich. He's growing the Balm of Gilead and other ancient plants and trees near Jericho. These will likely be used as the incense in the third temple. Let's talk about the Balm of Gilead because in 1 Kings chapter 10, it says that the Queen of Sheba came and brought Solomon in uh, the version I use. It says uh, spices, but in the original, it's this uh, balsam. In Hebrew, it's balsam. Balsam. So balsam. there is a, a thought that this was not just uh, a dry spice, but a an actual plant that she brought. And indeed, the biblical text, there is the sentence, and there were no such a path, uh, balsam till then. Okay. So since thousands of years, this hasn't existed in this land, for sure. For 1,500 years, it was not here, yeah. And now it is here, Something Balm of that, Gilead. Uh, that, uh, there is a general understanding between researchers that uh, this is the Balm of Gilad, this is the legendary Balm of Gilad. Uh, in the religious point of view, uh, Rabbi uh, Chaim Kanievsky, who was a very big ultra-orthodox rabbi, he passed away a few months ago. He gave his approval to, to bless on, the, on, on my Balm of Gilad. Mm. It, means, it, it means a lot. Christians believe that Jesus is the Messiah and that he fulfilled the law and the prophets. Since we could not keep the law, Jesus did. Because Jesus kept the law, so can I if I walk in the Spirit every day. The Bible also teaches that we have a high priest after the order of Melchizedek. We as Christians have direct access to the Father because of Jesus the veil of separation was removed, and we are now the temple of the Holy Ghost, according to 1 Corinthians chapter 6. From a child, I've longed for Jesus to return. I've witnessed a growing wave of Jewish people praying and working for the third temple. And these events excite me because they seem to indicate the Lord's return is soon. With all of that in mind, thinking about the rebuilding of the Jewish temple, I come back to this. 
The most important thing is to know that you have eternal life. Jesus said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. What does that mean? That means to put your trust in, not a religion, not works, but in the one that kept the law perfectly. His name is Jesus, and you can receive him by faith right now. You're listening to In Grace with Jim Scudder, Jr. Are you interested in the end times prophecy of the rebuilding of the Jewish temple? Then you need to watch In Grace's new video series, The Quest to Rebuild the Jewish Temple. Jim Scudder, Jr. will take you to amazing sites like the Temple Mount, the Dome of the Rock, and the land on the Mount of Olives purchased for the sacrifice of the red heifer. Jim Scudder has exclusive interviews with experts and people involved in rebuilding the temple. This new series will be yours as a thank you for a gift of any amount to In Grace. Don't miss this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to witness prophecy being fulfilled before our very eyes and see how all of this impacts our world today. When your gift is $35 or more, Jim Scudder will also send you an incredible eight-part video series called Armageddon's Dawn and a beautiful End Times Prophecy Chart. Don't wait. Get this video series today to order the quest to rebuild the Jewish temple. Call now, 800-78-GRACE, or order on our secure website, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Thank you for joining us on InGrace Radio with Jim Scudder, Jr., InGrace is a member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Our goal is to share the light of Jesus to a darkening world, helping you find hope, gain purpose, and be a light. You can be that light today by joining our mission to spread the gospel around the world. Just call us, 800-78-GRACE, or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Tune in next week as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on In Grace Radio.